Welcome back. We're glad you're here with us. This episode is part two of our conversation with Corey and Suze Osmond in Kansas City. If you missed the first half of their story, we encourage you to give the previous episode a listen before diving into this one. In today's episode, Tim will discover what everyday discipleship looks like for the Osbonds. He'll also learn about some of the miraculous ways God is at work in their city and lives. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Called Beyond, a Novo Mission podcast. We love sharing stories about how we can hear God speaking to us, as well as what happens when we say yes to His calling in our lives. Through these stories, we celebrate together the movement of God around the world, beyond what we could ask or imagine. I mean, really what you're talking about is a way of life that really is church. And so I am just super curious to know, like, how did we get to doing life this way? I mean, this has been a process we got to this point, and especially Corey, as he was learning about what was going on in the global church, how new believers were coming to know Jesus. I mean, what what God was capable of doing, what he was capable of catalyzing, like what his power was. And it was, it was messing him up. I mean, he just couldn't come back and make sense with the way, with the method, with like, this is it. And how many others in our city are not experiencing this? And how do we get there? Like, how do we get to that spot? Because we're experiencing real church right now, but man, there's like thousands that aren't. And so he's over here learning about what the global church is doing and and saying, maybe we need to be missionaries in this city. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm comfortable. Like, (laughs) let's keep it right here. And I think through only the Lord being able to change that, we started recognizing that the that the aim of the place where we were was not to find new believers, but to stay and to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And and we both realized, and he before before me, but he realized first, like I cannot stay in this spot. There are so many others dying on the vine at this mm-hmm. moment. I cannot stay here. Like the Lord has called me to more. It took me a little longer. I mean, she says that, but it wasn't, she's far more go with the flow than she makes it sound. And Mm. um, I didn't ever feel like I was dragging her. uh, No, any of that. It was, there was a very specific moment where with a church group, people that have walked through hard stuff with us. This is our family. uh, People like our young adult years. We had, I mean, we had house church stuff going on underneath the umbrella of that larger church. It was really good. It was rich. It Mostly was already believers or de church type of community. But I remember I was trying to do a kind of early training that uh, has kind of morphed into more trainings that we're doing nowadays. Uh, and I just remember just like looking around, acknowledging in my brain in the moment while sitting in this living room training, quote unquote, these people that no one's going to do anything with this. They don't want mm-hmm. that. They're trying to, they're, they're looking for friends. It, uh, and it was very much, and Susan and I both, we got home that day and it was like, all right, um, I think it's time. And I knew that too. That day, I remember, I remember feeling mm. grief, but knowing, knowing I, I felt grief, but I also felt a knowing of like, man, I love, I love these people more than maybe any friends that I've ever loved in my life, but we have to go like we, mm-hmm. it's time to leave. And I remember knowing without a shred of doubt in my mind that like we had to shift a little bit and, but grieving it. And, and we knew we were walking the direction we needed to. And over the next 
I don't even know how long it was, but several months, years, sort of finding finding those like-minded <laughs> folks in, in who ended up becoming the founding people of Casey Underground. But there for a while, there was like, we knew we were on the right path, but it wasn't exactly rich for a little bit. You know, it was, we had new relationships and that was great. And that was lovely. And you could see that it was going to come into a place. And I think particularly for Corey, like he had partners that were so like-minded mm -hmm. and still does that. It was like, I could see that and could see the benefit of it personally. And for our family, there was a desert though, for a period of time in that shifting where it was like, okay, think the promised land is over there, but like, we're not, we're not in it le yet. Like we left something yeah. that was pretty good, but we know we're going to this place, but there mm -hmm. were some desert spaces in there. And, and I don't know if there was a lot of wondering if it was the wrong move. I don't think there was a lot of wondering if it was the wrong move, but there was a grief of like mm -hmm. leaving what was familiar and sort of going like, well, we're not going to do exactly the same Sunday school schedule that I've only known since the beginning of my life. Like, are our kids going to be screwed up? I mean, there was a few mm -hmm. moments of that where it's like, well, if they don't get their badges at the right, you know, VBS thing, are, are they going to be screwed up forever? You know, like you sort of don't know. It's a little bit unknown. And so there was some there were some hard moments uh, in there, I would say, internally even if it was like, yes, this is the right trajectory for us. And it's taken some, and it also has taken us some years to figure out, you know, what is our mission as a family? Because mm -hmm. the reality is Corey has a lot going on in the city, in various ministries, but we can't take the kids to the jail ministry. You know, that's like sometimes legally not able to happen, but like it's not realistic. And so it has taken some time to figure out what is our, what is our place as a family? But it was, it was important. It needed to happen. And it couldn't be just like my ministry that he sometimes comes to. Like, it's been important to us to say like, this is our, this is our church as a family. When we discuss things with our house church, He's not leading it every time. Like, what are your actual thoughts? What are my actual thoughts? That's, I mean, it's taken time and some figuring out um, in the last couple of years. I mean, it's, it's inspirational, right? I mean, the, like, as much as we want to talk about catalyzing this and, and we have like our own like version of things that we do, but really like the Lord catalyzed something in you and the irritation um, mm -hmm. was knowing that there were people around you that were not being reached by the systems that we've all been playing with and under in the heading. And this, and the really, I, I feel it seems like the Lord raised up in you is kind of his heart for the everyday person around you that wasn't being reached. And all of a sudden that became so such a big focus. It was like you, almost like you couldn't see it. You couldn't see life any other way with you couldn't get around it um without moving towards it. And um and wow, I mean it's it's amazing to see. And we're we'll get more into that story here in a minute, um, as to you know how you start going after um the roadblock of just the per the unreached person right down the street. 
and so mm-hmm. I think for me, what begs the question, if, if that is the life and the lifestyle that you guys are at and encouraging people to walk into, what does saying yes to Jesus look like for Corey? What does saying yes to Jesus look like for Sue's today? What what do you feel the Lord is maybe calling you beyond what feels normal now? What it what does feel like next, you know, for you guys? It it could be another day, right? It, it doesn't have to be a big fancy thing, but but what it could be is like, what is the Lord asking you? What is he inviting you to? So I have a, a sort of answer. It, it there's an interest, it's an interesting question on what is saying yes to. Um how you just describe that. Yeah, that is sort of the goal. Like that's our, that's what we hope for ourselves, for our kids and and our family. And one thing we have hoped for and prayed for and talked about and sort of tried to deliberately do is like, if living into the gospel, if living into church in all ways sort of directs our family, our lives, then that will in, instruct us to say yes to certain things and to not say yes to certain things. So as, mm-hmm. as people who are pretty extroverted and like to be involved in stuff, yes, can be a problem sometimes because you get sort of overcommitted, overextended, et cetera. But, but trying to change this mindset and like, okay, if our, if our whole goal is to advance the gospel, whatever in, uh, in our sphere then it sort of directs us to to say yes to certain things. Mm-hmm. And so it has directed us to say no to certain things. Admittedly, there are probably some professional things that I've said no to because it's not in line with what I feel like where the Lord wants us to move. I think that there is a certain uh, element of mission field that exists where I work, and I will say yes to those things. But there are certain elements there, whether it's certain advancement or others, mm-hmm that we've said no to because it's not, it's not in line with where it feels like, where it feels like God is moving us. So mm-hmm. I think that there's a certain like, yes and no there mm-hmm. that comes along with it. Like what, what meets this ultimate, like final goal? Um, so yeah. I, if that answers things a little bit sort of off to the side. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's so good. So I, you know, we're both of us were in many ways, go, go, go. Uh, God has done a lot of, yeah, how do we slow, slow, slow? Ooh, oh, you see what I did there? Not see what you did <laughs> there. So I get the big bucks. Um, but, you know, I mean, just like really, I've I've helped launch a lot of stuff in Kansas City. A lot has failed miserably. Uh, some things have taken root, and it's been really good. And and I uh, just really learned uh, in the last couple of years just from, you know, some cool inner healing and rest and uh, taking some time off of like just being able to go at a much uh, healthier pace mm. and not kind of run ahead of Jesus. So it is kind of ironic that our answer is to call called beyond is to uh, actually figure out how to rest well um, and to, to be wise. And maybe we're just talking to ourselves right now because the last week of our lives has been crazy uh, where a bunch of things just came in all together. Um, and I mean, I think so that's probably as far as our household goes, you know, and uh, I think as a as a network here in Kansas City, uh, it's been a pretty crazy ride over the last five years. Really, what we're trying to do is is find as many quote unquote ordinary, non professional, you know, Jesus people as possible, 
and help them get that same vision of what we're talking about, you know, how to follow Jesus uh, in those everyday spaces to find people who are hungry and to plant the gospel, to see new disciples, new churches come up out of that. Like if we can mobilize as many people as possible to do that, uh, then our city is legitimately going to change. And so I'm always kind of looking for those new networks, those no, new people. And uh, but it's been fun, man. Kansas City, we're in the last week or two, we're tracking now, I think, uh, 114 is our last number of microchurches that have emerged. And so our story is one of those stories. And it's beautiful. And it's our story, right? It's our family. It's our people. It's our network. God's doing cool stuff. I mean, so fun. Uh, and it's our family. We we love what God is doing. Uh, but man, we need, though, we need to multiply those stories. Um, yeah. Well, and, and just to get to that, as a person who says, but yes, what are you going to do? Not just like, <laughs> what's the idea? From a practical standpoint, some of the practicalities for our family on saying yes. So some things that we've done or we are in the midst of doing, we have a microchurch that meets with about six families from our neighborhood slash school. We either meet at our house or at another family's house. We sort of alternate finding people that are interested in hosting that and like very quickly empowering them to be like, hey, you can be the guy, like you can be the leader of this. It's not honestly like removing mm -hmm. ourselves from the primary have to be their leadership spot. That's been big. We've hosted a vacation Bible school on our street. Mm -hmm. And this is very simple, like very uh, has the pattern of like playing games, uh, singing songs, learning a Bible verse, and then doing something called discovery Bible study, which is a very simplified a Bible study that goes through very specific pointed questions with kids mm -hmm. and then just inviting every kid in the neighborhood that we can think of. Um, we both have coached sports teams in our school or just been part of the PTA or school organizations. We have things at our house on the regular just so that people feel comfortable being at our house uh, and being in community with one another. Those are from a practicality standpoint, that's how we sort of live into this stuff. Yeah. We're kind of a catalyst for community. And, and some of that's really intentional because that is such, that is such a hunger for the average person, right? Is the excuse to get together and hang out. And that's a lot of what it means to bring the good news, I think, to, to us. So we're going to continue to do that. Um, we try to continue to do it in a healthy way that we're not just killing ourselves all the time. Um, but yeah, that's mostly what it looks like. That's amazing. Well, yeah, I feel like it's um, you guys have set yourself up for like every connection and relational connection you have and every interest that you have is a potential avenue to reach people mm -hmm. um, and to disciple one more. And I think that's amazing. So we talked a little bit about just sort of the vision, right? Seeing this big painting, you know, on the wall and it's this what God wants to do in Kansas City that you're a part of. And, you know, I feel like like the Lord's brush strokes or the, the way that he writes it is through stories, right? The color that ends up being on the canvas is the story and it's a swath of this color. And you can kind of start to see these things start to build. You mentioned having some momentum and seeing these micro churches pop up. You're starting to see, you know, this vision or this picture come to life. Like, I'm curious, you know, for you guys, what are the like if you can highlight like this was this this is a beautiful brushstroke of this story that the Lord did that has been fuel mm. to us. 
Um, you, you know, and I know that you're in relationship with so many people. So be as, you know, as anonymous as you want, but can you share, you know, just a nugget of something that the Lord did that ended up, you know, painting a little bit of this thing that God's doing in Kansas city. Uh, so a couple of, a couple of years ago, uh, well, honestly, a couple of years ago, I went through Novo spiritual authority cohort and started, which is a cohort to learn about different ways of using our spiritual authority to pray for our space, et cetera. And I started prayer walking and, uh, in doing so the Lord started showing me all sorts of things happening in the spirit world. One of the nights that I was prayer walking pretty early on, this was about two and a half years ago. I was going past a house in the neighborhood. And as I walked past it, it was, I, that, was that long ago? That two, like two year years ago, okay. probably two years ago, yeah. I was going past a house in the neighborhood and I was asking the Lord just to light up spaces where he was at work, like show me what was up And this house in particular, this one house in particular, it was like a spotlight, Christmas lights, whatever. Mm. It was on fire and I was on fire sort of walking past it. And that was pretty strange, but okay. Like there it is. That was a pretty, for me, it was a pretty clear answer that this is a house where I'm either doing something or I'm about to do something or something's going on at the, at the moment, I didn't know who lived in that house, but I came home, we figured out who lived in that house and a combination of both random interactions with this family, like where we would just run into them all the, all the time. And targeting a little bit. I mean, just sort of praying directly, directly praying for this family. We end up interacting with them a ton. Well, I mentioned we had this VBS for kids in the neighborhood last summer. Dad started talking to Corey about, uh, about, well, what do you do for church? And he tells him about house church. Well, now they come to our mm -hmm. house church and they've been coming to our house church for five months, probably mm -hmm. four or five months. And a few weeks ago, we learned, we were sort of asking them their story. And she told us at exactly the same time, two years ago, when I was walking past this house, she was having this like encounter with Jesus of just this, like you change your life. Like a drawing, like, I don't know how she would describe, she was describing it basically like God is drawing her. She yeah. needed to know more about God is basically mm -hmm. how she described it. And wow. so now here they are in her, in particular, her, her statements the last several weeks have been pretty mind blowing where she's sort of like, you know, we like coming, we like doing this, we like learning, but really what we would like to mm. do is do this same thing in our house with some of our other friends, Wow! you know, and we're sitting here we're like, like, yeah, you are. You're just describing <laughs> multiplication that's yeah. never been introduced. You know, it's never been like, hi, nice to meet you. Here's your first day. The goal is to eventually take this and to have to, like, she's just describing this multiplication of like, <clears throat> I have my circle of people. How can I do that with my own circle of people? Like, would you be willing mm -hmm. to come alongside me to help, mm -hmm. help push that? And this is, this is at two years after a very clear, like, this is a house. This is some people mm -hmm. to go after. The Lord is meeting her. He highlighted that. And there's just been intentionality on several fronts. And now mm -hmm. I think the Lord plans to utilize that for something more. Wow. So that's been a really yeah. fun story. Oh. Yeah, man. And, and again, like, that's a miraculous, unbelievable story. But man, there's so many of those stories happening at ordinary spaces, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it's so cool when your when your feet match, match your mm -hmm. prayers. So when you start to pray for whatever the people that God's called you to, and then your feet join, like, that's what Susan's saying. It's like, yeah, we're joining God in what he's doing. Uh, 
partly because we're intentionally, it's like, hey, highlighted that house. So we're going to pray for that house more. And we're going to meet the people in that house. And we're going to try to be around those people. And uh, did we make any of that happen? No. Not it. I mean, like that's, but we got to, but there was also intentionality. And there's something super mysterious in the kingdom when it comes to all that. Like, I don't get it. Uh, but man, we've got we've got similar breakthroughs happening in almost like every context you can think of, like special needs group homes, high schools, um, homeless population, jails, uh, urban core, uh, immigrants and refugees, just suburban neighborhoods, uh, elderly communities. Like there's God is breaking through, and we're seeing expressions of the church happen in these these spaces. And we're finding inside leaders and. It's super simple. We're seeing baptisms. We're seeing disciples making disciples. Like, um, and it's slow and it's early, but there's momentum that's being gained. And it's not, there's no face of it all. It's not like, hey, this is Corey's thing, or this is Susan's thing, or this is any of our other leaders. It's just like ordinary people joining God in, in miraculous ways. Mm. And man, just like the book of Acts, it's messy and it's and it's rich. Yeah. And uh, and so that's why I would like encourage people in that like there it does take some guts to be like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna go all in i'm not gonna hedge my bets and these are the people and i don't have to be a professional in fact uh it's probably better if you're not because sus has more influence in our in our friend group than i do because she goes to work and you know and people don't know what i do Uh, so (laughs) so yeah man it's like god is doing stuff we're joining him ways at work we're not making it happen on our own strength. We're joining God where he's already at work. And sometimes he reveals it to us. Sometimes he doesn't. Uh, this is a fun story that Sue said that he, he revealed it to us. And that's just fun to be able to see it. Well, I think that's amazing, you know, joining him where he's already at work. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, I keep coming back to this, but like, you know, if if God wants to paint the color, we're actually the paintbrush that he uses to to put the ink on the page or to put the paint on the page and we get to look back and see like, man, that was this, I mean, because you use the term bright light, like this is bright colored, you know, going through this painting that he's making in Kansas city, which happened in this one interaction that led to all of these other things. And who knows, you know, how far this thing is going to trail off on this painting that he's making, but how amazing to be able to see it, to participate in it. And the fact that, you know, sometimes I feel like we we just want to look at the picture um, and don't realize that there's a there's a participating um, that's a part of the story. And I just I, yeah. I love what you guys said. I love the way that um, you guys are intentionally living life in the kingdom for the kingdom. Um, and there is this there's I'd say there's a level of intensity in which you're operating. It is the go, go, go with the slow, slow, slow um of 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 really taking it in what god is doing it's it's receiving and then offering um and i love that that's kind of the the mode that you guys are in it's the it's the being before doing um not just the doing 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 um so well that's amazing i i thank you guys so much for your story i i think our listeners are as inspired as i am and wanting to see god um just exist in the places that are ordinary, exist in the places where maybe we haven't invited him into, but he's already there, Um, where he's Mm -hmm. already in the groups that we find ourselves um, being in already. 
um, and just restructuring and reframing how we see our everyday life and our in the places in which we're inhabiting and asking God to do that. Or even like Suze was just out praying in the Lord increased some gifts that she had to see things differently, uh, to see things the way he sees them. And then with that came an activation to participate in new ways. Don't we all want that? Um, new ways of seeing so that we can see God's heart for the people and places where we're already in um, so that we can join him in what he's doing. So thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure and a joy for me, and I'm sure our listeners as well. Thanks. Our pleasure, man. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us um, for this episode. I mean, if you're anything like me, I'm still just left processing what we just heard. There were some really cool nuggets and, and takeaways that I hope that you guys heard and, and popped up and maybe think about um, as you go about the rest of your day. One of the things I love that got said is that, you know, church is not a thing or an event. It's a way of life and it emerges out of discipleship. Another thing that really struck me was just the question to ask yourself, you know, who is the group of people that you're already around, that you already feel connected to, and then experiencing life as a believer there? I love that challenge to us um, to have your feet match your prayers. The things that you're asking God to do, what does it look like to partner and move into that with your own feet and participating? And then, of course, just that idea of joining God where he's already moving. Um, so it's coming into alignment and coming into step with what you can see God doing in front of you. I mean, the whole idea of um, going and, and, and things always kind of being on the go, but also being able to pull back and, and be slow and to generate a rhythm for the sake of your own family in your own discipleship journey that that allows you to be fed as well, not just always in kind of ministry mode and go, go, going. It just allows him to lead you at his pace uh, rather than constantly being in front of it. So man, I, I, I feel very encouraged um, by Corey and Sousa's story and what they're doing in Kansas City and just getting to see God make disciples through ordinary and everyday people that are wanting to see the gospel invade the ordinary and everyday parts of life, whether it's the coffee shop or the doctor's office. And uh, I think what they've compelled us towards is really seeing life together and looking for the complementary nature of the people that he's put around us in order to do more so that we can go further together than we could ever go on our own. Thanks for joining us. As we wrap up this episode, we want you to know that you too are called beyond. We believe there is more that God desires for your life than you could possibly ask or imagine. Are you longing for more? You don't have to have it all figured out to take the next step of faith. We bless you in Jesus' name to embrace the courage that's required to obediently follow God's calling. We pray and believe for transformation in the relationships and communities where you live, work, and play. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
Called Beyond is a production of Novo Mission, Inc. To learn more about Novo's commitment to multiply movements of the gospel and mobilize the church for that mission, we invite you to check us out on our website at Nova.org or follow us at Novo Mission on Facebook or Instagram. The music in today's episode was written by the band Wild Earth and used with permission from the artist. Thank you again for giving our podcast a listen. We hope you'll join us for more Called Beyond.